Dealing with your debt immediately, I think, is true, D, if we're talking consumer debt, credit card debt. But if we're talking mortgage debt, I don't see any reason to pay that off. Exactly. I mean, especially if we're talking three, three and a half, four percent interest rate, you stand to benefit from keeping your money invested. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Capitalist Investor. You've got Mark and Diamond Hands, Derek. What's up, Mark? What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you? All right, man. Recovering. I've been better, but let's not complain. Let's yeah. talk about good stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a beautiful day here in Cleveland. Oh, my God. It's we amazing. always got to talk about the weather up front. Well, because we normally just get the shaft. Oh, yeah. You know, so it is fun. I'll tell you, man, like this has been a beautiful spring so far. Really? Now, has. I probably just screwed us. Yeah, you probably jinxed it's us It's going to snow tomorrow. <laughs> but it's been an unbelievable, even before spring. I mean, the entire month of March was really nice relative mm-hmm. to what we normally get here. Absolutely. So let's talk for today's show, D. Let's talk the top 10 retirement tips for 2021. You pulled this off Forbes, and we'll just kind of go through their list and comment, provide our take to our listeners on whether we agree, disagree, stuff like that. So number one is be ready for early unplanned retirement. This tip right here is the reason I picked this article out. You know, I've been fortunate enough to help a lot of people into retirement through the years. And this one is something that has to be on everyone's radar, whether it was the banking crash in 2008, whether it's COVID, you just never know how long your current job is going to be there for you. Crazy stuff happens all the time. Plus, I mean, you get to your late 50s, early 60s, you're typically one of the higher paid employees. Yep, absolutely. You know? So, I mean, if a business is trying to cut expenses, there's a chance that they may let you go and bring on someone who gets paid half your rate. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and yep. D, we see this all the time. And we used to call this retired by default. You know, clients in their late 50s, early 60s, making a good buck. All of a sudden, they get let go because of the reason I just mentioned. And then they're so accustomed to making a certain level of pay, they can't get a job anywhere else. (laughs) Exactly. In fact, even if they were willing to accept a job at half of what they were making, people won't look at their resumes and interview them because they think they command a higher Exactly. You know, so it's tough, man. But it's one that you definitely have to plan for. Yep, for sure. Because it happens. And, you know, the second reason we picked this kind of article is because I see these all the time, you know, whether it's on Twitter or, you know, I'm getting hit with ads or whatever, the seven retirement mistakes to avoid or top 10 tips to retirement. Yeah, this is a guide. There's lots of good ones in here. And that's why we're talking about them. But this is really just a start. And coming up with that financial plan to help you get through retirement is going to be very, very important. But, you know, we thought these tips were very good to go along with that financial plan. I agree, man. Number two, deal with your debt immediately. Now, I think we need to explain that a little bit. Yeah. So first things first, if you look at all the data, credit card debt is down like it might be down around 50 percent from Mm -hmm. its peak before the pandemic. Yep. It's down substantially. And a lot of that has to do with stimulus money, you know, people getting I don't even know what the maximum unemployment benefit was. Wasn't it like 50 grand a year? Yeah, something crazy. It was like an extra. It was 600 plus an extra. Plus whatever you get from the state, yeah. which Ohio I think is somewhere around four fifty to five hundred a week, are something like, like that. Eleven hundred a week on unemployment. Yep, yep, yep. That sounds right. But credit card debt's down. I don't know, forty, fifty percent, something like that. And I'm just using. I'm coming up with that number off the top of my head. I don't have the facts and data in front of me. Dealing with your debt immediately, I think, is true. D, if we're talking consumer debt, credit card debt. 
But if we're talking mortgage debt, I don't see any reason to pay that off. Exactly. I mean, yeah, especially I if we're talking three, three and a half, four percent interest rate, you stand to benefit from keeping your money invested. If you expect your investments to earn, let's just use 7% over mm-hmm. the course of the next 10, 20 years, and you have debt that's costing you three, there's 4% positive arbitrage by not paying that debt off. So I think when it comes to mortgages, you let that ride. You don't pay that off, but you pay off debt that's associated with anything that is not an appreciating asset. Yep. Is that a good way to summarize it? Absolutely. Right. So appreciating asset obviously would be your house. A depreciating asset would be your car. Mm -hmm. A depreciating asset would be the Louis Vuitton purse that you have in your (laughs) closet, Mm -hmm. right? That you bought on your credit card. That's a depreciating asset, right? (laughs) So I think that's kind of the key takeaway. Yep. Absolutely. And that's probably one of the most common questions that I get asked in client meetings should I pay off my mortgage? As Mark said, probably not. But getting all the other debt in line, you know, I've seen credit cards, I've seen crazy home equity lines of credit, getting that stuff in line, very important. And I did find 21, but between 19 and 20, credit card, household credit card debt was down 9%, down 73 billion. That's weird. I saw numbers that were even, the show that was paid down even more than that, but maybe that's using like Maybe that includes mortgage debt and car debt and stuff like that. Give me a little time throughout the show and I'll try to find what I was talking about. All right. Sounds good. All right. Number three, prepare a health insurance strategy. That's why a lot of people want to retire at 65 because at least you get Medicare Mm -hmm. at 65. To retire at age 60 and have to foot the entire bill for five years, it's tough, dude. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I know our insurance programs here at work for a family and I think almost all of us are on our high deductible plans with the HSA. We're looking at like 2000 bucks a month for a family. Mm-hmm. It's 24 grand a year. <laughs> yeah. That's no joke, man. Yep. And we're young, healthy, right? Like it's health insurance is very expensive. Yep, it really is. Very expensive. So that's something you got to plan for. According to Fidelity, they estimate that the typical American couple is going to spend almost $300,000 in retirement on things like co-pays, additional premiums, stuff like that. So it's no joke, man. And you need to plan for it. And it's almost like when you put your financial plan together, let's say you have a million bucks that you've accumulated. It's almost like you need to move 300 grand mentally, not physically, Mm -hmm. but move 300 grand of that money into your health insurance bucket. Right. And then realize that you only have 700,000 of that million left to sustain your lifestyle in retirement. Yep, absolutely. And I do remember that $300,000 number from presentations I've done in the past. But I also remember when people were surveyed, like how much is your health insurance going to cost in your retirement? The average answer was 100000 or below. Yeah. So it, it's a definitely underestimated aspect of retirement planning. I think we use maybe $5,600 per person per year in our financial plan. So make sure you're planning for it because it's a big ticket item, especially if you want to retire pre-65. No doubt. All right. Number four, maximize your HSA contributions. We just talked a little bit about this because we have one here at work. Mm -hmm. The HSA is a cool thing. You get to put your money in as if it were a 401k or an IRA, right? You get to contribute money on a tax deferred basis. And then as long as you use it for qualified medical expenses in retirement, it comes out tax free too. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. Yep. Worst case scenario, you don't use it for qualified medical expenses and it's the same as an IRA. You can roll it over. You got to max that thing out. Yeah. So I actually, D, I don't know how you do it, but 
what I do with my HSA is I don't spend any of the money in that I contribute to my HSA for my annual healthcare costs. I pay those out of pocket with my taxable dollars mm-hmm. so that I can keep as much money growing tax deferred as possible. What a lot of people do is they'll use that slush fund inside their HSA every single year. But I really think if you can afford to do it, if you have enough money in your checking account, in your taxable accounts, I'd rather see you pay for your medical expenses out of that money and let the HSA grow and grow and grow. Yeah, for sure. It's almost like similar to the mortgage example we just talked about. But yeah, it really gives you an extra tax deferred bucket, which a lot of people don't know about. So if you use it for medical, that's great, too. But like Mark said, if you can afford to pay for some of the things out of pocket, that's a real nice extra tax deferred bucket for you. No doubt. All right. Number five, understand your retirement income options. One of the first things they mention is when should you start taking Social Security? And that's a big one, man. A lot of people have that question. Mm -hmm. And there is the nerdy mathematical answer where we assume that someone lives to be 185 years old. And if they If someone is able to do that, D, obviously they should wait as long as they possibly can. No one knows when they're going to die. Nobody has a crystal ball. So our take on that, D, has really always been take it as soon as you can. Right. Because if you don't use it, you lose it. Now, I'm not saying if you're still working full time, take it at 62. Right. Right. I mean, everyone's situation is different, right? If you're still working full time, wait until you retire. But I think you take it as soon as you can, assuming you're retired. Absolutely. And I've just gone through that with a lot of my clients as we're doing reviews and people getting into retirement. And that's on a lot of people's minds, whether their clients are just, you know, thinking about getting retired. Everyone wants to know what they should do. It's actually a lot more simple now than it used to be. And when we mentioned the plans a little earlier on, retirement income is basically your retirement plan. That is the number one thing that you need to get in line because when those paychecks gets turned off, We need to know where the income's coming from. So hopefully Social Security is just one part of that overall plan. But like Mark said, it can't just be a a mathematical calculation because most people are going to have multiple income sources. So make sure you're taking all that into account when you're making those decisions. Yep, no doubt. All right, so we just went through the first five of the top 10 retirement tips for 2021. We're going to call it a show right now. A little cliffhanger here. We're going to keep you waiting for the next five until our next show, or maybe I throw in another show before that. Maybe I'll make you wait another week, all right? Because you got to keep coming back. Got to hit that subscribe button. So that wraps up the first five of our retirement tips or Forbes's retirement tips that we're commenting on. And we'll release part two in just a couple of weeks. As always, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Hit that subscribe button. Write us a five-star review. We still have some hoodies available. I think we're running low in a few sizes, but write us that review. Shoot us an email at info at SWP Connect and continue to tune in every single week. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, it's Mark. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Look, if you wouldn't mind, please go to your podcast app, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you use, and give us a five-star rating and review. You know, the best way for us to continue to educate and enlighten every single one of you is for more and more people to know about us, and your review would help us with that. Also, we've had quite a few listeners reach out to us lately asking about financial planning. So we've decided to offer a special to every single one of our listeners. It's a $495 
comprehensive financial plan. No strings attached. You don't have to move your investments under our management. We're not going to use the plan as a gimmick to sell you a product. There's absolutely no hidden agenda and no further obligation on your part. You just get great conflict-free advice from us. And all you have to do is visit your495plan.com. That's your495plan.com. Fill out your info. One of our certified financial planners will reach out and begin to build out your plan. Visit your495plan.com today.